Welcome to Unity of Tucson. So, as I said, I sing this song every Father's Day. I allow myself to, uh, you know, let this be a guiding song in terms of whatever the message is that's coming up through me. And the, and the message changes every year in terms of my relationship to the song, what has happened over the course of the year, and how I am in this current experience. You know, because we're constantly in that state of change, I talk about the nature of I talk about the nature of spiritual evolution, that we are in a constant state of evolving ourselves. And I believe that all physical evolution starts with spiritual evolution. And so I'm always in a different place every time I sing this song. So, you know, why, why this song? What comes up for me this year with this song is that um, the significance that it has had over the years is the notion that we cannot hold on to anything. We cannot hold on to anything in some ways without, you know, perhaps suffocating it. We cannot, you know, but it's hard, right? It's hard to let those, it's hard to let go. It's hard to allow ourselves to move past a paradigm that may or may not be in service to our current experience of life. So the question that I start with today is, what is it right here and right now? What is it that we are holding on to? What is an old paradigm we are holding on to that we are considering has relevance in our current experience. Because here's what, here's what it is. It, it only has relevance because we give it relevance. We give those things relevance in our current experience. A lot of the work that I bring to the concept of my ministry is letting go. It's about letting go of those things that do not serve and allowing ourselves to be in alignment with the infinite truth, which is love. It's all I'm ever talking about. It's love Love, light, life, peace, power, beauty, wisdom, all of those attributes of the divine creative nature that is God and it is who and what we are. So what are the things that we need to let go of to allow the divine circuits to flow forth into our experience? The first talk I gave here uh, last year when I was a guest speaker if you were around for that. It was, uh, it was actually rooted in this concept of setting down the myriad things that we have picked up in our lives that may or may not be serving us anymore. If you remember, I had a bag and I went and I had all these books and I put them all in the bag and I lugged that bag around and I said, you know, that bag will begin to weigh us down and there may come a point where we look in that bag and we say, this no longer serves and allow ourselves to set that down. It's a constant experience of life to allow ourselves to be on that path of setting down that which no longer serves. And the hardest part of this experience and expression of love sometimes is the letting go. And stepping back once we've let go of those things. Oh, you know what? It frees us up to the work that will change our lives. The work of mattering. If you're thinking, what? <laughs> what? What do you mean? Mattering, what does that mean? It is deepening into understanding that we matter, deepening into the matter of the significance of our lives, the significance of the fact that we are present on this plane of action, that we exist. That is what I mean by mattering. Sometimes we need to let go of the things that keep us from remembering that we matter. 
things that we hold on to so tightly, so tightly. And we value those things. And we continue to value those things. And I can look at things in my life that I believe are of value. But oftentimes those things are separate, seemingly separate from the truth of my being. And I've taken them on because they provide a level of comfort for me. And so that's another reason why we can't let things go sometimes because it is saying we, are, we have to be willing to let go of things that allow us to be comfortable. The, the level of comfort within which we live is, 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 is challenged by letting go of some things. So what are the things we value? What are the things we value and why do we value them? Why do we value them? Now, I have a particular value that I have attributed to my spiritual path. And there are people who follow, well, <laughs> I, I don't want to sound, well, you know, there are people who follow me as a minister. If, if, well, if there weren't, then, there, then I wouldn't be here. So let's just call it that. There are people who follow me as a minister and have decided that I am the person, the primary, one of the primary people in their lives from which they would like to have spiritual revelation spoken to them. And the challenge of arriving at a unity church is that there are expectations of people in a unity church around the way I will present the things which they value, and are they or are they not in alignment with the things which I value, and I've brought in another community who have a particular idea of the things which they value, and so we all have this experience that we come to with great expectations. And today what I'm going to say is, let us forego all of those expectations. Let us, let's, 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 let's set all of those expectations down and see what we are left with. I have found that when I set those things down, when I set down those expectations, when I set down the things I think I perceive as having value in my life, what I am left with is the only thing of value in my life, and that is the spiritual truth. And there's one spiritual truth from which all experience springs forth, and that is this notion. We are divinity. We are divine creative life force. We are the energy of God. We are God expressing at all times. And if I let go of any expectations for what that looks like, I open myself up for the perfection of that flow in the experience of my life. So what are the expectations, perhaps? Where did I accept those expectations? Where did I accept them as my truth at some point? And do I have the willingness now to let go? I challenge myself every well, every day, there's a challenge that I face every day because I speak spiritual truth every day. I utilize affirmative prayer in my life every day. I do so in a public manner by going live on Facebook and doing a spiritual, uh, a spiritual affirmative prayer. And, you know, I have an expectation of what I think that should be like and how that should be experienced and how that should be expressed. And do I have the willingness to let go of what I think I know? Because here's the challenge. I always come to the end of the prayer and my inclination because of the embodiment of training that I've had is to end the prayer with the words, and so it is, which is 
the, the paradigm in the religious science branch of New Thought, which is where I was born, and, and well, it's not where I was born, but it's, it, is the, it is the path which I had taken, and now I'm in a unity church which utilizes the word amen. Now here's the thing about amen, and, and so it is. They mean exactly the same thing. There's no difference in meaning, it's just amen is in a different language. And so we had taken into our expression in religious science, the religious science part of the New Thought philosophy, to just say, we can say, and so it is, and that is it, and so it is. And so that's my paradigm. Do I have a willingness to lay that down and to engage in the paradigm that works for this community? Yes, why not? It doesn't negate any of the spiritual work that I'm doing. In fact, perhaps it opens me up to a different way of being that is necessary for my own spiritual evolution. And that's the key, is that if I am allowing myself to set down the expectations of what I think is, I then unlimit myself to have the experience of spiritual evolution. So, what are your expectations? What are your expectations? Do you have a willingness to let the perceived significance of those matters that are rooted in your, in, in your expectation, do you have a willingness to let those things decline? Because I have found that when we let go, we find greater freedom. Let go of the conscious ideas that limit you. Today is the day. Today is the day. I had conscious ideas that limited me. I had, a, I had a, oh, you ready? I had a story of shame. I had a story of shame that I carried with me for a very long time. Very long time I had this story of shame. And I lived my life with these particular thoughts at the forefront of that story of shame. What would it mean to me if people knew the truth about me? How would my peers react? Would they treat me differently? And would it be worth it for me to come out? What I came to discover was that living my truth was more important than hiding away. And so I came out. Now you might be thinking I'm talking about my identity in the LGBTQ community, but that's actually not what I'm talking about. My coming out was coming out as a spiritual person. And there were expectations within particular communities of which I was a part that you could not reconcile being spiritual with being a part of that community. There were challenges within that. And so I had to finally let go of those expectations that I had embodied within myself and come out as a spiritual person. And boy, has it changed my life. It was shocking. It was shocking for many in my circle. And I'll tell you, there were people who, when I, just, when I started to let people know I was becoming a minister, they would say, you? <laughs> like, literally, like such disbelief, right? It was so shocking for those people in my circle, not because of who I was, but because of the ideas and the expectations that they carried. But as I accepted those ideas as my own, I found myself experiencing that shame. So I had to learn to let go. I had to learn to let it go. I had to choose to accept that I matter. And it does not matter one iota what anyone else thinks of me. I had to choose to accept that I am significant in this world. 
but no more so, no more significant than anyone else. We are all equally significant. And the reason that I know that is because we exist. We matter. That is the matter of significance. I chose to accept that love was the only thing that mattered in my life. And the proliferation and expression of love was the only thing that mattered in my life. Love was the matter of significance. Love, not that limited idea of romantic love, not even that limited idea of love among my peer group or my friends, but love, the infinite understanding of self-givingness, the giving of myself over to the purpose of creation. And so everything that flows forth from my experience is rooted in that idea that I am an embodiment and activity of love in this world because I actively engage in creation. Emerson wrote that love is a synonym for God. And so, to know my God self, for any one of us, to know our God selves is to act accordingly. Love is the most significant thing there is. The container that we wrap around that idea of love does not matter as much as the consciousness behind it. Because the container... Any container we create in our life for the purposes of experience of life is changeable. The consciousness is infinite. The mind, the idea, the love behind any limitation is infinite. That consciousness is infinite. And so, you know, we have this experience of life, and I'm not going to deny I'm having an experience where I perceive myself in some fashion in a limited manner. If I did not perceive myself or experience or express myself in a limited matter, I would have no corporeal body. I would have no body. So we develop these containers on the infinite level to have experiences of life. And how great is that? We create these boxes. We create these, limito- these limited ideas all in order to contextualize the experience of God as us so that we can have an experience. And we are all living our most magnificent, unique lives. Some people will not recognize and know that irrespective of the circumstances or the experiences in their life, that all of it is magnificent because it is all the outflow of the infinite divine presence. But that idea also is a big challenge. It's a challenge that we are all having our own unique lives. And I'll tell you why it's a challenge, because I may not agree with your unique expression of life. We don't, we, don't, we don't all agree all the time, right? That's okay. It's a challenge and a blessing. The blessing for me is this understanding that it keeps me personally, and perhaps you can take this on for yourself, it can keep us curious if we allow it, if we don't shut ourselves off to it. I am by nature curious. I want to know more. I want to embody more. I want to express more. And the way that I do that is to stay in circulation with life, as life. So are you staying curious? That's another good question today. Are you staying curious? Can you express that curiosity freely, knowing at all times that you are protected? Because I think that's one thing that that diminishes the experience of 
allowing our curiosity to take over is that we feel like, oh, it's a, it is a potential for disaster. We can make mistakes. <gasps> we can make mistakes. You know what? There is no such thing as a mistake. There is only the perfect outflow of creation. We're the ones who decide that some experience of our life is a mistake. So can you express your innate and inherent curiosity freely knowing that you are always, always protected? Where does that protection come from? The protection for me is a deepening into the understanding that there is only one power and presence. And that irrespective of the limitations I am experiencing in my life and as my life, that I am that infinite power and presence, as are we all. Today is Father's Day. And I want to talk about the Father, not as a noun, but as a verb. Because to father means to treat with protective care. To treat with protective care. To deepen into the expression and experience that we are always protected. Funny, you know, the definition of father in that, const in that context also seems a lot like mother. To treat with protective care. You can father and mother to nurture and protect. So let's, let's remove the gender constructs and remember that the nature of God is not gendered. God is love. God is that infinite power and protection. That God love shows up as the highest frequency of care, of kindness, of protection, of nurturing. There is an infinite life force energy seeking expression. And it is expressing through our thoughts and our activities. Frequently we come to centers and churches and spiritual places seeking that. Seeking that life force, seeking God, seeking love, seeking that thing that is ineffable because there's no way to accurately describe that thing. We seek those things and what we come to find is that which we seek is the very thing that has been causing us to seek. It is that innate life force energy. It has many outlets, but there is only one life force. If we open up and we allow the flow free of ego, that's a whole other talk. If we allow the flow free of ego, we find the significance of our lives. We find that we matter. And when we find that we matter, we can truly honor how everyone else in this life experience matters. When we know that we matter and we honor that everyone else matters, we celebrate the unique expressions. There is no need any longer to vilify or to condemn. New thought gets a bad rap sometimes. New thought gets a bad rap because we spend so much time 
talking about the nature of creation and talking about, you know, ultimately that creation is an impersonal activity of God. And so people think that we're, we're letting go of the personal nature uh, and the personal relationship that we can have with and as God. And I say, let us let go of that idea any longer and allow this notion that as the personalization of God, that it can be no more loving and personal than it is that the air against our skin is being experienced. This, this God, this spirit, this life force, this universal creativity is the most personal thing we can experience. And so God becomes personal to each and every one of us in this paradigm, in this understanding. It releases the flow. It allows us to be free of restriction. We can let go of restrictive ideas. We can let go of restrictive ideas because when we know who we are, we cannot feel threatened. We can let go of restrictive ideas because when we let go, we see the face of God in all. We are, each and every one of us, immersed in and expressing as an omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient beingness. To accept this, to accept this matter as significant means to give over to trust and allow the life force to work through us. And isn't that what many of us are seeking? We're seeking better lives through spiritual practice. The only answer I can ever give to that is let more of your God out. Let more of your God out. Let go of any notion of limitation. The hardest part of love is letting go of the ideas, the perceptions, the ego-driven limitations, the ideas of othering, the limited ideas of our true identity. Because our true identity is God. We are born of spirit. We live as spirit. We are spirit. We are a matter of significance. And so it is. Amen and namaste. Hi, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message. Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, unitytucson.com. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.